You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. I'm Rachel. And I'm Audrey. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, we're back. We're back a bit late. Yeah, (laughs) we have to apologize for the second time to another Zodiac sign that we are late on. But I hope this didn't take any magic away from Capricorn season because Capricorn season was very interesting. Um, so much went on so oh much went on which is why we are late um yeah yeah sorry guys technically it's like the cusp right so we've still got the capricorn energy going on sure we'll go mm-hmm. we're rolling with it yeah we're rolling with it guys basically what we try to do if you're new here if you're a newbie booby welcome we, welcome and what we try to do here is every month um we are at least talking about what sign the sun is in mm-hmm. and as the sun Change a sign every, I don't know, around 29, 30 days, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, we try to devote a, an episode to that sign so that everybody that's born within that sign can hear a little birthday episode. Yeah. So, oh my God, happy birthday. Happy birthday, all the Capricorns that have just had happy their birthdays. birthdays. And it's actually today, shout out Leanne, who is my oldest friend in the world we were friends when we were in the womb kind of friends she is her birthday today oh happy birthday leanne happy birthday leanne so um this is capricorn episode rachel and this is (laughs) this no 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 no. there is i'm sorry there is no laughing i'm sorry okay because capricorns are serious are they though? And we're gonna discuss. We're gonna discuss it. <laughs> that was like it was planned, but I, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> oh my god! Nice. Okay. Okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to be very Capricornistic. Okay. About organized. It. Practical. Cool. We start with ambitious. What's your internal weather today? Ah, uh, what is my internal weather? Okay. Um, I feel like okay. I feel like I'm in. A box Ooh. in the middle of the desert, uh-huh. cold at night, and there's winds, but I'm in my box, so you can like feel it and hear the rumble, but you don't actually touch the air. Okay. I'm in, like, it's a the glass box. box. Oh, okay, so you see. Yeah, I can So it's see. not super claustrophobic? No, not not necessarily, but I, you know, I am in isolation right now. Yeah, right? So it's that's the kind of vibe. Mm. Mm. What about you? What's your internal weather? Oh, God. Um, my internal weather today, I feel like I'm the top of a hill, mm-hmm. not, not really a mountain, just a hill. Jack and Jill? Yeah. Okay. Rolling back down again, whatever mm-hmm. the rhyme is, fucking hell. Um, I'm at the, I'm the top of the hill and I'm a, I'm a tree, I'm a really old, like, oak tree at the top of the hill. Um, and there's no other trees around, and it's very, very windy also. Mm. And I'm getting blown around a lot and trying to trying to stay grounded, stay rooted, mm. keep hold of all my, my branches and my twigs <laughs> and my leaves. I don't know why I went a bit <laughs> west country, do you I know, think. <laughs> do you know what kind of tree you are? An oak. Just one getting blown? Yeah, an oak. An oak tree. I'm sorry. I was making a. I don't never get mind. It. I was making a yoke. I was make. <laughs> you were. You said you were being blown, Rachel. Oh. <laughs> Dear Lord, do I have to spell it out? <laughs> oh, I hadn't even tweaked that. God. Oh, 
Wow. This is how blown I am. This is how I, I can't. I can't feel the blow jokes happening because I'm just being it's, blown so hard. It's blown you into some kind of psychic space where you're not rooted in reality. Speaking of rooting in reality, Capricorns—they love reality. Oh, so nice, let's nice, <laughs> nice transition through line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna start with some basics. Yeah, hit, hit us up. Calm us down. <laughs> Okay, the symbol of Capricorn is the sea goat, which is my favorite astrological <laughs> is, symbol. It's so ironic, right? How did the most serious get sign the most flamboyant the, yeah, get symbol? The most ridiculous symbol. I mean, I know I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but anyway, oh, that's the fun. sea goat. The sea goat. The serious sea, sea goat. goat. <laughs> so the element of Capricorn is Earth. Yeah. The modality is cardinal, which means it's action oriented. The ruling planet is Saturn. Mm-hmm. The ruling house is the 10th house. And so, therefore, the order in the zodiac it is number 10 out of 12. We are almost to the 12th. Oh my god. Which gosh. is so fun. I think I'm going to cry. I know, me too. <laughs> A little Pisces <laughs> cry too, too when we get to the Too flamboyant for this episode. <laughs> okay, serious. So, key words of Capricorn dependable, sophisticated, ambitious, practical, dictatorial, conceited careful responsible unimaginative domineering status conscious devotion endurance and serious oh sorry unimaginative i know really so that's the thing is i i have to include the kind of like lighter and the shadow aspects Mm. of the signs and that is something about capricorn that's not saying all capricorns are unimaginative at all that is just a sat Wow. <laughs> That's a shadow part of uh-huh. Capricorn is they're so focused potentially on a goal that they lack the imagination sometimes. Okay, okay. But again, all of our charts are mixed. I want to reiterate, if you are a newbie booby, you are not just one sign. Hell no. Right? You, your whole chart is made up of all the different signs, all the different houses. You have all the different types of energy within you. But this is, we're talking mostly about sun caps, but we're also talking about the other signs in Capricorn to just get that energy because you could have cap in a certain position. And so you, and speaking of, I have that too, right? Mm -hmm. I have cap in a specific, rising sign, my specific position. And so there is a quality of that that can be like that. But then I also have a shit ton of Pisces that overrules a lot of the unimaginative, you know? So it's, it's give and take. Oh, it's a balance. Nice. Thanks. You're very vivacious today. I'm going to try to tone it down just a little no, bit. No, I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying the hypocrisy of this whole episode. Okay. Some mythology. Yeah, mythology. Okay, so we have to talk about the sea goat. Mm. Okay. Um, so it does seem weird, right? But actually, what I discovered is that this symbol is one of the oldest in the zodiac. Um and so despite the fact that Capricorn is actually a faint constellation, it's actually one of the faintest in the sky, um, we have, it's kind of had mythological and astrological associations for a very, very long time. And the sea goat, the presence mm. of this sea mammal hybrid situation, <laughs> has been around since the Bronze Age. Oh, wow. Which okay. is well old. Yeah, when's that? Do you know? Oh, it's so far back. Shall okay. I get it? Shall I get it? Yeah, I want to know. Bronze Age dates <laughs> 3000 Ooh. to 1200 bc that is old yeah it's well old that's like before rome and greece right is that um i don't know ancient <laughs> greece 
Yeah. Yeah, is before. Yeah, it's about, yes, before. And then what about Egypt? I, Egypt is around a similar time. Oh, e- so ancient Egypt is older. Older, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're on, we're on it. Great, cool. So it's old. Mm-hmm. Big dogs. Yeah. And so the, the, in uh, Sumerian and Babylonian mythologies, the goat fish was actually kind of similar, different ballpark, um, was the god Ea or Enki, which is the god of water, knowledge, mischief, crafts, and creation. <laughs> Wait, that's cute. Enki. Uh, and the god of crafts. I really, I really like Enki. Arts and crafts. I know, right? I was like, oh my God, I get it. Artsy fartsy, um, fiber arts. So I'm going to talk about Enki because Enki is really cool. And mm-hmm. I didn't know, I don't know loads about ba- Babylonian myth- mythology. But we actually have learned a lot from doing no, this podcast. No, we really have. It's really, have it's, we retained it? I don't know. But mm, it's in a document. Yeah. <laughs> we'll listen back. Um, so a bit of numerology to start mm-hmm. us off with. So Enki from around the second millennium BC. So that's like 2000 BCE. Sorry. So this is before the Common Era, mm-hmm. or before Christ, depending on your understanding mm-hmm. of time. Um, Enki is often associated with the number 40, and I don't know loads about numerology, but I did some digging to kind of understand. And 40 is highly practical, conscientious energy, pragmatism, dignity, and worthiness, which feels very Capricorn-esque, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. I also found it quite interesting because 40 years is about the amount of time it takes for a generation to shift. Mm-hmm. So someone who's 40 years older and younger than you is considered of a different generation. Yeah. And I found that super, there was something about that that I was like, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also Capricorn being the start of our calendar year as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And also um, Capricorn ruled by Saturn. Saturn is the planet that rules time and aging. Mm. Exactly. So. Interesting, isn't it? Last thing on 40. Um, there was this quote. I went on the the Wikipedia page for forty. Each number has its own Wikipedia page. Wait, that's fun. I know it's great, right? And there was this quote that felt very coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yes, coronavirus. Yeah, that one. And the quote is: "So quarantine, the practices of isolation to prevent the spread of endemic de- uh, epidemic disease." We both cannot. <laughs> what is today? going on today? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start that again. You got this. You got this. Take two. <laughs> Quarantine, the practice of isolation to prevent the spread of epidemic disease, derives from a Venetian dialect of Italian, Corantagioni. Ooh, the accent. Uh, sorry, I'll give it a Just go. Just whipped it out. <laughs> um, that means 40 days, and that was the period that ships were required to isolate before people could go ashore during the Black Death, which was obviously a very huge global mm. epidemic. Um, in the 1600s. Okay, and 40 was, days. Yeah, I was now like, there's 14, a lot. 14, bitch. Yeah, but there's... <laughs> it's actually 10, 10 in the UK. And in Sweden, it's 7. seven. <laughs> um, but anyway, I found it interesting that there was these funny relationships between number... Mm-hmm. And now. And now. Yeah, that's and, cool. And gods. That's cool, I like it. Nice okay. connections. I've got more. We're going okay. back to Enki. Back to the Babylonian god Enki. Blow more. Blow me more. I'm blowing. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, in the Sumerian creation cycle, um, there is a, a something called a heros gamos. I didn't know about this, but this is when gods and goddesses marry to form divine dualities. So male, female, night, day, good and ah. evil. Okay, that happens quite a lot in different myth Makes cycles. Makes sense. Um, and it's called a heros gamos, which is quite nice. It's mm-hmm. Latin. And so in, in this particular section of the creation story, Enki is in the paradise Dilmun, and Dilmun is like the kind of 
almost like the Valhalla, I guess, of, mm-hmm. of Babylonian Sumerian mythology. And um, there's no fresh water. And Enki hears the cries of this goddess, Ninsical. And Enki orders the sun god Utu to help him bring fresh water from Earth to Dilmun. And I found this really on Wikipedia again. We love Wikipedia. There's this beautiful bit from the Sumerian cycle. Her city drinks the water of abundance. Dilman drinks the water of abundance. Her wells of bitter water, behold, they are become wells of good water. Her fields and farms produce crops and grain. Her city, behold, it has become the house of the banks and quays of the land. Oh! I thought it was so beautiful. I like. I really liked it. Um, is quays like keys? Like Surrey keys? Oh, yeah, it is keys. I just, I, again, it's one of those words. I know, it really is. I have these words that I pronounce wrong. But it's, it, anytime you get down to like fucking the keys down in South London, you know, I always want to say quays. But quay makes sense. Quay makes so much Why sense. Why is it called a key? It's so stupid. I fucking hate the English language. <laughs> makes me so angry. I'm going to name my child quay. Quay. <laughs> Sounds like the crisps quavers. Have you ever eaten a quaver? No. It's like Wait, a, maybe. It's like a little. Are uh, they like a little plaid? No. no. <laughs> okay, never mind. A quaver's like the only way I can describe the shape is it's like the top of the umbra- an umbrella. It's that kind of shape. Oh. And they're like I think they're prawn cocktail flavored. Ew. Randomly. Okay, I'm over anyway. that. <laughs> anyway, so um, so. Dilmun, this paradise, mm. is associated, and I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, is it Bahrain? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, Bahrain. Pretty sure. Um, which the name Bahrain in Arabic literally means two seas. Mm. And Bahrain is where fresh water mingles with the salt water of the Persian Gulf. Mm. And so I think that's such a beautiful parallel between the story and this moment where bitter water becomes fresh water. That's so nice. I thought that was so nice. And I love the way that mythology becomes part of real life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um... And finally, back to returning to the sea goat. So cornucopus, which is Capricorn, Mm -hmm. it's another kind of phrase for the constellation, um, is associated with Pan in Greek mythology. And Pan is the god with goat's horns and legs who escapes escapes a monster called Typhon by giving himself a fishtail and diving into the river, which is kind of where perhaps... The sea goat. The sea goat. Well, it's it's not where it really comes from because obviously, as we've understood, the sea goat comes from the bronze age. It's an old fart, seagoat. Yeah. Old, wrinkly oh, seagoat. I'm sorry. I'm Rachel. Like... It's too much. I'm sorry. I'll stop now. <laughs> okay. Sorry about the chaotic energy today, everybody. Moving on. Mm. Moving on. Sun in Capricorn. Yeah. So what does it mean to have your sun in Capricorn? This is what... Uh, for the newbie boobies, I keep addressing you, but who knows? There was might be a lot of newbie boobies. Yeah. Um, but this is for those of you that are like, oh, my zodiac sign is Capricorn. Or my star sign is Capricorn. Capricorn. So this means the sun was in Capricorn at your time of birth. Which means you were born between, what, like December 20th, 21st to January 20th. Exactly. 21st, somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it changes actually throughout lots of years, so it kind of depends. But it's like shifts it's very, very that time, guys. slightly. It's around right now. Mm-hmm. You being born right now? Well, You're a Capricorn. Before us. Before we recorded this, yes. Yeah. Just slightly. So, yeah. um, sun represents the core essence of who you are. Now, um... Like we said, there's a lot of other things that you are, and we'll come on to that. Mm. But having your sun in Capricorn, 
here, these are kind of, I guess, um, you could say they're a bit like general kind of qualities. Not everything will apply, not everything will resonate, but this is how a lot of Capricorn energy kind of sits in people. Oh, yeah. So uh, Capricorns are very preoccupied with reality and often they're often seen as people who can achieve a lot and achieve what they set out to achieve. They're kind of masters of the physical realm because they're an earth sign and they're a cardinal mm. sign. So the cardinal energy makes them go, action, let's do it. Mm. Um, and the earth keeps them grounded at reality. Um, as opposed to like Taurus being the earth sign that's fixed where it's a bit more stable, a bit more like they're kind of known to be a bit lazier, a bit more like indulgent. Yeah. Because they're very earthy but they like to just stay where they are. Whereas mm. Capricorns are very earthy, but they want to go. Go, yeah, constantly. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So they strive for personal excellence, even if they're surrounded by what they might deem mediocrity. Um, they want to master something in life and most likely will. They're concerned with the tangible aspects of life, like I said, the physical realm. So they can also be quite calm in crisis a lot of the times. Um, they know what they want and they quietly plan for the future. They're not super outright about their goals and mm. ambitions, but they're on it. Yeah, and I also feel like from my experience of Capricorns, mm-hmm. you you get the sense from them that like they know, they're kind of they're in the know about what they're doing, even if they don't. That kind of quiet thing is even if they don't communicate. Even it. if they don't communicate, yeah. it, it's there. It's present in them. Definitely, their goals are very prominent in their mind. Sorry. I'm finding it really hard to get comfortable. <laughs> it's okay. We have to wait till it stops shaking because it will make noise. Yeah, for sure. Um, so their goals are very prominent in their mind. Um, I found this really interesting that Capricorns are said to age in reverse. And I think of this as kind of like a process of healing. It's a journey that the Capricorns have to go on to because if you think about them being born as like wise, young, mm. but old souls, um, it's kind of as they grow up a process of letting go a process of letting loose a process of relaxing yeah. a process of letting go of control mm. because Capricorns hold on to control yeah that's so true um, that's beautiful yeah so like I said a little bit earlier it's ruled by the planet Saturn um, which is realistic pessimistic and can also make them fall into dark moods because mm. Saturn rules that kind of darkness um, so they also live with an intense sense of mortality Um, as, like I said a tiny bit earlier too, Saturn rules time and aging. And so this can also be hard for them to kind of get out of a funk because living with a big, clear sense of mortality can also be a bit of a bummer because you're very aware of like how quick mortality can end, Mm. right? Which I I relate to a lot with Capricornness. Mm. Um, So... What's fun about them in, like, a relationship is that they're looking for a power couple. They want a power couple. Yeah. Caps want a power couple. Yes. And they usually find a power couple, you know? Um, So things don't really come easy. This is a big lesson for Capricorns as well. And their life lessons here are around endurance, patience, and responsibility. And so they're not going to find that things come easy. I think no one does, but there are some other signs that aren't super focused on it, whereas... Capricorns, Sun and Capricorns are really going to feel like things are hard, but they're also going to have the stamina to push through. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so also, like we kind of said, Capricorns are known for being very serious, but I really, really want to make sure we include this. 
They also are known for having a great sense of humor, but more the humor of the variety of being deadpan and sarcastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Capricorns also, they're not necessarily known for being, you know how like people are like, oh, Leos, they're natural performers. Leos are like actors, right? Mm. Capricorns actually can be very good actors as well. If you think about the the seriousness they can convey because they can keep a straight face, Mm. right? Even if they're being funny, they keep keep Mm. a straight face. So that's kind of interesting. That's super interesting. So that's a little bit about sun and caps, but let's talk about the rest of the placements you could have in caps. Yeah, and so we don't often talk about the rising, but we've added it in here. We've added it in here, and the reason I added it in was because I think we need to start distinguishing a little bit more that we need to talk about the rising because when we talk about it, it's going to sound very similar to the sun because in some ways it is, but there are some kind of different ways it comes out. And I can say this personally as not having my sun in Capricorn, but having my rising in Capricorn, Mm, you know? So there's certain things I don't resonate with having in my sun placement because I don't have it in my sun placement. Mm. But then I obviously do with the rising, you know? Um, And I think that goes for all, I mean, it does go for all the signs. Mm, Definitely, definitely. So uh, for for a little reminder for our our newbie boobies who we're going to keep. Our newbie boobies. Newbie boobies who we keep referencing. So your rising sign um, your rising is basically about where the where the, the horizon was. The eastern horizon, horizon yeah. Where it was when you were born. Um, and so that's why it's called the rising, because it's the idea of the rising sun. Mm-hmm. Changes very quickly. It changes, what, like every 30 minutes? Yeah. It cha- you need to, to know your rising sign, you need to know on the minute what when, time you were yeah, born. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so rising signs show a bit more of your social and outward personality probably a bit of your facade and we did an episode ages ago about how it also can have certain influences on maybe what you look like mm-hmm. still not 100 sure, sure how about it is, but <laughs> go back and listen to that episode because it was really fun and yeah. really interesting um but so i think f- the the outward personality is the thing that i'm trying to draw on here and i think the the huge thing that comes up with capricorn risings is they're perceived as the responsible child so ascendants rising signs often com- come out a lot in childhood um because obviously you're not you're maybe not as self-aware in different ways and so yeah the responsible child seems to be a big thing and this is obviously quite a traditional perspective on ascendance and it often is talked about that it comes from family conditioning as Mm -hmm. well that you're seen as because you're maybe a more serious child you're then like oh little darren's the responsible one (laughs) darren i don't know it's the first name that came to my mind anyway so Capricorn risings can also be quite reserved and again come across as very serious. Seriousness is the big thing for Capricorns. Mm-hmm. Um, and where's, when when there's this kind of seriousness, there's also a sense of, I kind of called it front office and backstage because that was the way it made <laughs> sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's what, you, what you might perceive a Capricorn rising to be doing and saying and, and, and acting. But there's a very much a sense of, oh, there is stuff behind the scenes here. They are thinking about things. They're processing things. They're working through stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, again, I think comes from, like, dependent on the rest of your chart as well. You might also be someone who's quite turned off mm-hmm. at different points. So it kind of depends. But I definitely think there's this feeling of you don't see everything. And I think Capricorn Ascendants are pretty expert at separating what they want to share and what's private. Mm. And I think Capricorn in general is a sign that's very good at handling privacy. Mm-hmm. In a way, perhaps other signs, Scorpio rising like me, <laughs> are not. <laughs> um, so 
unlike other earth signs which are quite laid back capricorn ascendants probably feel externally a bit more calculated which is accurate but also i don't really want to think about calculated feels quite negative quite manipulative. yeah i feel like there's a negative connotation yeah and i don't think it's really about that i no. think it's more about their their cogs are always working mm-hmm. even when they're relaxed there's a there's an always a sense of they're still churning through stuff they're never quite totally switched off and that's also okay mm. um with other people, they probably deal with them in quite a cautious manner. Again, kind of calculated, quite... They might approach friendships with a kind of focus on what's on offer, and that can obviously be misconstrued as quite cold and even manipulative <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is a big thing that comes up. I think some people feel feel like, why do you just treat me like you want this one thing from yeah, me? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, something yeah. that you've That's experienced? totally something I've experienced. I feel like people haven't confronted me about it, but I feel like people have felt that way. Oh, uh, okay. That's I don't necessarily think that I've like, and I don't think that way. Mm, it no, literally is just and, what it comes across as. And that's the thing is that Capricorn ascendants don't mean it in a way that's, obviously I'm sure there are some out there who mean it in that way, yeah, but yeah, yeah. M- pretty much all like they're not going to mean it in this way that is calculate that is pre-considered it's literally just a thing of they see they see value in things and then so they can look at a friendship and be like I see what you offer me and equally I see what I offer you in return and that's probably quite a big part of how they show affection and Mm. care and love as well um they're also people who they're they're even though they're quite serious and quite stoic, they are also people who worry about security, especially for their loved ones. Mm. And they're very big on family. And so they, that might not mean like a traditional kind of family, but they're big on a sense of care and affection. But again, it's very much on their own terms. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I found is that they might practice a form of self-denial. And obviously I didn't know you're a Capricorn Ascendant and I wondered if that's something you feel. I don't know. It it depends on what it means because I feel like maybe everyone does. But what but do you know more what it would mean by practicing a form of self-denial in what kind of way for Capricorns? Not entirely. I think um, it gets tied a lot to because Capricorns are very driven and very like forward focused. There's a duality with that drive and also insecurity in their capability and so a a self-denial practice that many might have is believing doubting themselves and putting themselves down yeah and denying that they will achieve the thing that they Uh will achieve yeah because of insecurity or whatever yeah i think um because it's a it's ruled by saturn and saturn is boundaries there's going to be an element of restricting yourself Mm. and um restricting kind of what you can do yeah you know or at least the thinking of what you can do so there is a i think so um, but at the same time, it's almost like, at least how I feel Capricorn energy is, it's almost like even if you have that, you almost can't stop. Mm. You know, it, it kind of just keeps going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So moon and Capricorn. Yeah. Um, my Madre has moon and Capricorn. Dan, Hi, our lovely housemate, has moon and Capricorn. Hi, Dan. Um, many people do. And you should look if your moon's in Capricorn because this hopefully would resonate with you. So... 
Uh, Moon and Capricorn, there's a strong want to be useful and productive. And let me just um, reiterate, Moon is your shadow self, your emotional self, how you process and deal with emotions Mm. and the emotional life. It's probably, I always feel like, maybe it's because we're water moons as well, Mm. but I feel so much like my Moon feels like my my real inner essence. Obviously, this is all part of my essence, but because I think maybe it's the cancer thing, but sometimes I'm just like, why can't people see? I'm just this little bowl of water. Usually the thing people don't see. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, so moon and caps um, often come across quite competent because they tend to be able to keep their emotions in check and they tend to be very mm. like self-regulated. They just do that very easily. Um, so also because of this, some people might think that they're emotionless um, and they also might think they're emotionless sometimes, you know, there's mm. this like real seriousness going on. Um, but really there's a processing of emotions that's very methodical and there's a determination to recover. Like I said, because Capricorns are goal oriented, mm. this even applies when it comes to their emotions, which might for us as water moons feel really like not practical and yeah. like not doable. Yeah. But for Capricorn moons, that's just how it is. Mm. It's just like, no, you keep going. I'm determined. Let's go. Um, So there are emotional desires for clear boundaries and realistic goals. They want clarity. Mm. Um, So it can, I think it can be hard when when they're up against another sign or another moon sign that is a little bit more erratic, a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more chaotic, a little bit more um, fantasy, right? Fantastical. Yeah, yeah. Because they kind of just want clarity. They want, like, they they want everything to just be, like, solid and clear, Mm. you know? Mm. Um, so they also might have a hard time releasing emotions because they feel the need to keep it together all the time, whether that's keep it together for themselves, for their partner, for their family, for whatever, they feel Mm -hmm. the need to just hold it all. Um, so it can be difficult to have a release, Mm -hmm. not to say that they can't and they should, everyone needs a release. Um, what else? Yeah, so cap moons also might, um, think of emotions as something that, you have to handle practically in an organized manner. So like I said, they might not really understand others that don't necessarily do it like that. Mm. They might not understand others that when it comes more easily to um, physicalize emotion, you know, whatever, express in all these different ways. Um, I guess that's also a place where maybe the Capricorn, and we've talked about this a bit before, but Capricorn has kind of been utilized in a way by the kind of structures of society as well. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that that's such an element of like... Um, you process emotions in one way or you don't process them at all. Yeah. Whereas like there are many, many practical ways to process your emotions mm-hmm. and it's figuring out which one is the best for you. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think one last thing about Moon and Cap is that in order to, for them to feel secure, emotionally secure, they want to feel respected by others. And I think that comes to like the tie with the 10th house, the tie with like kind of authority and respect and public perception, yeah. which is big for Capricorns and so really they want to they want to feel respected they want to feel recognized Mm. Mm. you know Mm. so that's a really good thing to note about people in your life who Mm -hmm. are Capricorn moons as well is like show explicitly your respect for them yeah for sure yeah Mercury yes so Mercury is the planet of communication expression intellect etc I feel like we've got a little script for that now. I, know. I feel like we always do it in that order. Intellect, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's it's about the the kind of mind. How you express as well. Yeah, exactly. So um, 
in in a way that feels very Capricorn, they probably have a propensity to compartmentalize. And so that might be in the way they approach intellectual thinking. It might be, I, I think, like maybe schoolwork or uni work, or whatever is a really good example. You probably have this really, I imagine it as this really methodical way to organize your notes. Mm. I don't know. Um, and they also, and this is something I found super interesting because I don't know many signs that mentioned the, the action of writing, but uh, what I read was that Mercury Capricorns might approach writing in a very slow and methodical way. Okay. They're probably people who as children were quite focused on having really neat handwriting, mm. which is so interesting. And their approach to learning is also the same. Learning is a very methodical thing. They're probably, I, I know for me, and I don't know about you, I'm such a scatterbrain when it comes to learning. Mm-hmm. I'll like, it's the same when I do research for the podcast. I'll like read something and be like, ooh, what's this click-through link? Yeah, same. And go I'm somewhere else. So I think like, that's our Mercury Aries. Aries. Yeah, like I'm like all over mm, the place. Me too. Whereas I think Mercury Capricorns are a lot more one thing at a time. Yeah. Or, or they, it might be a polyamorous way of doing it. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very methodical. But it might feel me- less messy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Um, they find large bouts of information quite overwhelming and they like things to be broken down, to be concise, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if you have... Uh, a mercury cap who's a bit stressed out in a kind of situation where you're dealing with lots of information lots of sources of stuff coming in give it to them in clear small chunks a little bit at a time um they much prefer communicating and working in general around and in things that have an actual tangible outcome they probably probably will find something that's a bit more metaphysical harder to work with um so that might have a bit of an impact on maybe what a mercury capricorn wants to do later in life Mm -hmm. they want something that they can physically see has some kind of impact of some some way way. yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. or some kind Um, of product of some yeah i don't i don't think mercury caps would find a philosophy degree super engaging but that's a very like big generalization you never know but a good example a good example yeah um and this comes again, like you might find a more like philosophical, I don't know, like dreamy kind of debate, laborious and quite uninteresting mm-hmm. as well. Um, the other thing I discovered is law abiding. And I wasn't, I don't think about law in terms of like the law, just mm-hmm. like structures, regimes. General institutions. Yeah, rules. general institutions. And this in the terms of communication is about people holding their word and promises. They they are really people who value that. And they're probably people who, if you break a promise to a Capricorn Mercury, they are really hurt by that. Yeah. Like they need they need that that kind of like natural order of how people treat one another to be mm-hmm. respected. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Venus? Venus. So I'm your Venus. I'm your, your fire, fire. Your, your desire. desire. <laughs> um, so <laughs> v- the next are Venus and Mars, and I'll go through Venus. Rachel will go through Mars. <clears throat> but this is if you want to look at like how you are in a relationship, how you are with your friends, how you are with like um, your body exercise, but also like your sex. sensuality. Yeah. Your- so Venus is is kind of like pleasures of life, your yeah. desires. Yeah. Um, desires is, I think, a great way to put that. 
and also how you relate to people but it's great if you do want to look at like how you're compatible with like certain partners Mm. um so if you have your venus in capricorn often these people want to present themselves as quite put together and self-controlled um they like to show off their competence they can be quite cautious in love so they prefer some element of predictability they want um there there is a little bit of loner like behavior here um but they also find that attractive in others as well because they they're very self-sufficient right Uh, a capricorn venus the venus and capricorn Mm -hmm. is attracted to one another I, th- I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it's quite an earth sign thing, to be fair, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. But but if you think about they they project self-competence and they're looking for self-competence. They're interested in someone mm. else that's all... They want a power couple. They're interested in someone else that's just as self-sufficient and independent as them. Yeah. But they want to yeah. be together. We. Um, so, um, yeah, they'll find that quite mysterious and attractive. They might come across as lacking warmth and passion, Again, that doesn't mean they don't have warmth and passion. It's just they come across that way. Way, Okay. Um, And so I I even wrote here, you deaf have it. (laughs) Um, But it's just not as expressed in love as some of the other signs. That's funny. I read it as Jeff. I don't know why. Okay. It doesn't say Jeff. It says deaf, Bezos. Bezos, you deaf have it. (laughs) Ugh. Um, (laughs) Sorry, this podcast actually might come out on Amazon Podcasts. Fuck the system! Oh, God. Anyway. Um, So there is definitely a willingness to commit here. Um, But they also might be shy in love. They want to commit. There's a willingness, but there's a shyness. Mm. Um, And, um, yeah, because they're goal-oriented, they're going to fantasize about the future, right? They're going to fantasize about what's to come. So it's not necessarily like a Venus and Pisces. It's similar to Venus and Pisces. Venus and Pisces will also fantasize, but they'll fantasize things that are completely out of reality, right? Mm. Whereas Capricorns are going to fantasize about what's next. Um, I... what is next in a relationship? I want to move in with someone. Well, yeah. Let's think about moving in with them. And what would that be like? And they're not necessarily going to attach too much to like the emotions and the intimacy of that. But they're more going to be like, how is this going to benefit us? Mm. And what is what are the physical realistic steps in life? Yeah, whereas a Venus Pisces is a lot more like, I'm going to imagine as it happens and how I feel uh-huh. and how the other and person how in love I am. am. Yeah. And, yeah, It's fucked. I, it's so <laughs> fucked. Um, For context, we both have our Venus and Pisces. <laughs> we know how difficult it is. So I, not to say there's not difficulties with Venus and Capricorn, but I would say that when it comes to that thinking forward, thinking to the future, there's a little bit more of um, rooted in reality. There's not as much delusion. Mm. And <laughs> um, so because of that, mm-hmm. are they also people who are quite good at being like, they're in a relationship mm-hmm. and they're like, what's the next step? Should we go? I think so. I think that also depends on like the mercury and like if they feel okay with expressing it and Mm. also obviously the other person, what the vibe of the other person is. Mm. But if you think about them being kind of like, um, like Capricorns, especially like moon and Capricorn, that kind of stuff, they, they want, like we said, they want to be respected. And so if Mm. they don't feel respected, if someone is not showing them respect, they're not going to spend their time with that. Yeah. Whereas like a more Pisces or a more water sign or even a fire sign will kind of seek the drama out of it, seek the chaos out of mm. it, seek the story out of it, seek the emotions out yeah. of it. Whereas a Capricorn is a bit like, if it's not serving me, it's not serving me. Mm. This is not then part of my goal. This is not part of my plan. Yeah. So there's a little bit more of um, of a... 
quite a good boundary. Yeah. Quite yeah. good personal boundaries to be like, this yeah. isn't good for me. Well done, too. You know? I mean, I that's that's a great part of Venus and Capricorn. Obviously, I think other parts of Venus and Capricorn that could be like shadow aspects would be, um, yes, there's a willingness to commit, but there also might be too much of a self-preservation type thing. Yeah. Right? Too and much I of- think also like... Um, the loner thing could also be quite... Oh, mm-hmm. What's the word? Intimidating to other people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But again, not a, not a bad thing. No. Um, so yeah, so they... Ultimately, they value reliability and faithfulness. Um, and they fear instability and rejection. Who doesn't fear rejection? Yep. Mars and Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... The, the really key thing about Mars and Capricorn is that, so Mars being the planet that rules action, how you are in a conflict, how, you, how you're aggressive, also how you are maybe in the, in the sag. Oh, God, <laughs> I've never said that in my life. <laughs> I knew you were gearing up for it. And usually Rachel's someone that's just going to come out and be like, yeah, like in sex. And she'll just say it very <laughs> casually, right? But this was like how almost I would say it. Like you, we almost <laughs> yeah, flipped roles for really a second. Was. This is, yeah, it's, it's probably how you approach sex, your sexuality, I feel like you're making up for yourself right now. You're really? like, I need to I'm be trying. very clear. I'm trying. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, action, aggression, conflict, sex. Boom. Boom. Okay. So boom, boom. Mars... <laughs> Mars... <laughs> Oh my god, this is the least serious episode we've ever done. Bang, bang, all over you. I'll let you have it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Compose. Composure. Compose. So Mars and Capricorn, they need the mountain to climb. If they're not facing some kind of tension, some kind of resistance, some kind of adversity, they're not alive. Mm. In the obviously they're alive, but they're not alive in the soul, the soul liveness sense. Mm. Um, they're not people who are going to take orders well. They hold an air of authority, and they probably feel pretty uncomfortable in anything other than a leadership role. And and they're also fantastic leaders as well mm-hmm. because they're methodical, because they're structured. But they probably can be maybe leaders who are like, "Hey Pisces in the corner, why are you crying?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's not helpful. And then the Pisces is going to be like, well, it is helpful for me. Yeah, it's part of the process. And then it's going to be like, and it's helpful for all our collective emotions. And and that's that. Anyway. Oh, God. They probably can be perceived and probably are a bit ruthless. They're a bit like um, ends justify the means in approach. And obviously that can have very positive and very negative mm-hmm. connotations. I think capitalist. Fucks. I think in a very shadow side way, a Mars Capricorn, yeah, is probably someone who like would really take and abuse the negative sides of capitalism. Is that what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. No. Capitalism is negative inherently. Yeah. What am I trying to say? They would use capitalism to their own gain. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, which I, is <laughs> Most of the top dogs. Most of the top dogs. They're probably people who, like, I'm not pro- I'm not trying to say that they all do this, but they might step on other people's toes. Oh, yeah, the oppressors. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Jesus Christ. You're not all oppressors. <laughs> I'm just going to make that really clear. But we need to talk about the capitalist 
distortion of Capricorn. No, we do. We, we'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. okay. Can I finish Mars Yes, you first? may. You may. So, okay. Tenacious, self-focused, and driven. And I think if you have a... I can imagine if you're a... Mar, uh, fuck me. A Capricorn sun, mm-hmm. and then your, Cap, your Mars is also in Capricorn, mm-hmm. you're probably just like... On a road, go. You're in sixth gear all the time. Uh-huh. You know, for sure. Um, which is which is amazing. I wish I had that oh, much yeah. drive. I just want to sleep all the time. That's the Taurus vibe. Yeah. That's the thing. Capricorn, the stamina is insane, and so if you have it in Mars, which is about stamina. Mm really great also think about mars in conflict because mars is conflict yeah. and aggression and capricorn um yes could be maybe confrontational but actually because it's also an earth sign it can be quite grounded it can put up fantastic boundaries yeah put up yeah demand respect that massively, is like massively. completely necessary and i think also capricorn mars would be a very good mediator of mm-hmm. other things as well because they're very what's the word they're very good at getting to the root of the thing because they're so driven Mm -hmm. and so if you had a if you were in a some kind of conflict and you had a capricorn mars mediator they would sort it out in no time at all and they're also not doing it for um there's a little bit of a public perception thing but they're not doing it like like uh, a Leo where it's performative, right? No, they're not. No. Sorry, I'm throwing Leos under the bus today. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> but they're not because I. The Capricorns have a fire to them because yeah. they're a cardinal sign. They have the energy to them. They have an action to them. But it's not necessarily super performative. It's not necessarily for ego. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. necessarily for ego. It's just because like it's almost it's just the way they're wired. Yeah. Like it's just so. Innate. It can be for ego, but it's not necessarily. Yeah. Um. Going on to the kind of Mars sexy time side. Okay. Um, Mars Capricorns need autonomy in relationships. It's, this, it's the similar thing with a Venus Capricorn. Uh. They want their independence. And this could obviously have certain challenges in your sex life. Because if you're with somebody who... I can imagine a Venus Cancer mm-hmm. would, would be very challenged by this. Because yeah. Venus Cancers are so like... Let me become one with you. Let's, kind of let's love each other, other forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I think then a, a Mars Capricorn who's a lot more like, I am me and you are you and we fuck and we love each other and it's great. Yeah. Would be a bit more like Or even a Libra, you know? Yeah. Something, a Libra who wants wants to connect fully with someone and wants a partnership. Mm. And then you have a Capricorn that's like, Hi, I'm by myself, you should be by yourself too. Yeah. But then we're by ourselves together. Yeah. You know? Which is also I think is sick. And I think like It's just different vibes. Yeah, it's different vibes. And I think like different the, strokes for different folks. Without the autonomy, a Mars Capricorn is gonna grow like very frustrated and not in the like sexy nice way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I I'm better, and not in the good way. Like. I almost threw up. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I, I mean, sure. So, um, <laughs> I really like. I don't know why. I really like making you slightly uncomfortable. It's not even uncomfortable. I'm just like, there's so many different ways that you could read into the words that you just said. <laughs> I don't know which ones to choose. But anyway, it's it's hard for a Capricorn Mars to not be autonomous, and I think mm. if you if you have this placement, if you have this old dark desire for independence and you don't have it Mm -hmm. you're gonna get increasingly unhappy Mm -hmm. and like that's just like a that's a hard truth yeah deal with it okay there goes rachel with the hard (laughs) truths okay um last thing Mm -hmm. 
I read this and I thought this was fantastic. Might be described as having an almost palpable sensuality. Your sensuality okay. is so intense <laughs> that it's almost palpable. Palpable that you could almost touch it. It's like <laughs> we're we're doing the um what's it like the five star chefs yeah. chef's ah. kiss we're doing the chef's kiss. <laughs> but I think there's a kind of like I think I think these are people who yeah they can come across as quite cold they can, can be quite mysterious I think if you get in a sexual situation with this person you're gonna be like what the fuck where did this come from and then you're gonna be like oh great because there's an initiator quality in them yeah. too so there's also kind of a if if they don't have like say their sun or mercury is not in capricorn but they have like their mars in capricorn and maybe their sun or mercury is something a little bit more passive mm. they're going to be surprised when getting in the sack as yeah. rachel would say <laughs> with a with a mars capricorn or venus capricorn because they initiate yeah 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 and i guess it's also because of the capricorn thing of they're quite good at doing public private I think mm. it, once you get them in the private, <laughs> the sex comes out. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't sure. think I've ever slept with somebody who's a who's a Mars Capricorn. We should look at everyone you've slept with and, and look at all their and charts. Compare notes. <laughs> but okay, if anybody does have their Venus or Mars in Capricorn, hit us up at like or not what? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not hit us up. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, slide into our DMs. <laughs> We're curious. No, but like, when I, okay, if you feel comfortable. I feel like astrology is becoming this weird dating app for the astrologically and sexually curious. <laughs> what I'm trying to, what I meant by that, what I'm trying to say is, if you agree or resonate with any of this or, or don't. Or you totally disagree. Exactly. Yeah. Then we would love to hear from you, <laughs> not in a um, experiential sense, but more just from your words. When you, yeah. Not, we don't want to experience with you. Not necessarily, Rachel. We're not saying that. What we're saying is that we're not I think we should just skim over this whole bit. We're going to move on. Anyway, that's a Mars Capricorn. Um, let's talk about the Capricorns in our life. Yeah, so I reached out to a few Capricorns in, in our life, and what's funny is that um, most of them were way too busy to send me voice notes <laughs> because they're fucking Capricorns. Um, that's so So great. that's fine, but we have two, which are um, top-notch, top-notch Capricorns, but also two Capricorns that I don't necessarily see as super Capricorn-y. But isn't Sam, wasn't Sam like so Capricorn, it was actually a bit mad? I think he was a double cap, but I think he probably had more cap. No, he was a triple cap. Okay, point is, is that I've sent voice notes to my my fave caps and have asked them to talk about whatever they know about Capricorn, but talk Mm. about how they resonate with Capricorn, what makes them the most Capricorn, like what about them is the most Capricorn. That is what I've kind of like okay, okay. asked. So I thought we'd listen to them. So um, first we've got Sam. First we have Sam. Just a little disclaimer. Um, Sam said, I swear in that quite a bit, then make a joke about it and swear about swearing. <laughs> so I'm excited. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay. I feel like I am Capricorn AF. I think, like, whenever, you know, you, I read all those things, like, even when I was a kid, and I'd look at the star signs, and people would be like, oh, you know, you can, you can kind of be any of them, but I'm just, I'm Capricorn, I'm Capricorn through and through, it's in my, it's, I'm, I'm a goat fish in my blood, do you know what I mean? <laughs> El Capitan, El Capitan of the Capricorns. Um, um, the question of what traits that I know of Capricorn do I reckon defines me best, or like, um, would, I'd say that I am pretty relentless 
in my sensitivity. Uh, a very, very sensitive boy. Um, I am. I work hard, and I'm a workaholic, which I know is definitely a big Capricorn thing. Um, and I like problem solving. I'm pretty sure those are like the three big ones I can remember that are like this is a staple Capricorn, and they're just 100% me. I'm very, very big on that in all the ways. Wait, there's more. I also love being outside in nature. I feel like the Capricorn's like. Is like a water or earth sign. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know when shit. When the water nation attacks, <laughs> like an earth, I'm, earth, I'm an earthy boy. Um, I like being outside and I like doing. I just connecting with nature is a very big part of my life. Um, yeah, shoot any other questions though. Super down to um, chat some shit via voice message. Um, maybe don't air this bit. Are we allowed swearing? Yeah, of course. Fuck it. He's not here. He can't hear. It's co- I know, but I'm just saying, yeah, of course, because it's called astrology. Mm. Um, so, okay, okay, thank you, Sam. Okay, there are two things I want to p- mm-hmm, pull out. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Sam. We love you, Sam. You're amazing. Yeah, we love you. Um, the, the, like, what did he, oh, there was a great phrase he used about his sensitivity. I can't remember what he said. It was like driven to sensitivity or something. Yeah, something like that. Which is really interesting because obviously we've talked about for this whole episode how Capricorns are really reserved emotionally. Yeah, I know. Right? But like the thing is, is I think when you, Sam, Mm -hmm. as someone who, who is like very emotional, he's very emotionally intelligent, but he also, he is really good at separating Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I also think, like, even in the way that he sent that voice note, it was very clear, very concise, very goal-oriented. Like, there was something yeah, about it that was, yeah. like, he hit all the marks that he was supposed to hit. Yeah, you know? literally, literally. Um, and then the fact he's an earthy boy is just... Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's true, like, okay... I, t- I kind of take it back. When I said, like, oh, the people that we're going to talk to, like, they're not very Capricorn-y. That's not true. No, Sam I think is super Sam Capricorn-y. Sam is very Capricorn-y, but I think the reason I don't think of him as super Capricorn-y is because he's a very jovial person and very sweet and very, like, happy and... Um, he's so optimistic. Very optimistic and easygoing, right? And so there's a feel... Like, to me, I'm like, oh, I don't see that. But then again, obviously, Caps are that, but often they get the rep for being much more serious, mm. you know? Mm. But Sam is very serious about certain things. Yeah, and also Sam is, care about. Sam is a crazy hard worker. Yeah. Sam, whatever you're doing right now... Stop doing it. Take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Take a fucking break. Take a fucking break. <laughs> um, Please. Yeah, so... Yeah, sure. I would I would say Sam is pretty pretty hardcore Capricorn. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm literally trying to find his birth chart right now because I'm pretty sure I have it. If you go, yeah, and then scroll down and then go back to chart list of charts. But I know. They must have deleted. They delete after a while. That's sad. That's okay. Sam, text us your birth time <laughs> so we can check your chart. Is it not on your spreadsheet? Oh, it might be on my spreadsheet. <laughs> Don't out my spreadsheet. We <laughs> can <laughs> delete that. I'm trying to see. Astro <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'll see, whatever. Anyway. Um yeah. Th- I think that's a he's a fantastic example of a great Capricorn. Mm. Also I think another trait of Capricorns mm-hmm. uh, seeing the Capricornness. I could see that. What Sam so Sam is a Capricorn yeah. and he resonates with Capricornness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see because I don't know if Millie will. Mm, that's true okay. exactly okay so, so for context <laughs> we um have another bff capricorn friend who we have lived with yeah our australian babe um named millie 
And Millie is a sun Capricorn. I don't remember if she has any other Capricorn placements. But I've asked her to send... Ooh, okay. She has sent <laughs> four different voice notes. So we're going to listen Let's do it. on. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited to hear her voice. Oh. I think it's only fair to say that the one... The most Capricorn thing about me is my reluctance to identify myself as a Capricorn because I don't, I don't, I'm convinced that none of it is me. I think that's quite a Capricorn thing of me to, to do, but then I don't know. I, I know that I can also, I can be quite serious and I love a good, like, intense conversation i think i remember that from my chart like just i remember that I from know, you <laughs> to the point where other people would be like right this is getting a little bit heated but i love it i love like a good debate a good like informed intelligent conversation it's just so good and i think i need that but um but like everything i see about capricorns is like you know Rule, like, sticks to the rules, like, is very methodical, like, organized. I'm so disorganized, it's not funny. Um, and, you know, like, just, you know, tradition and, like, serious and angry. And I, do, I just don't angry. identify with those bits. But maybe the fact that I'm so impassioned about it. Not really impassioned, but maybe that's Capricorn. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I think other bits of my chart probably are more dominant. But I know that I can be serious, and I know that I... But I think everyone can be serious. Like, what the fuck? But, yeah, serious, and I can... I, I don't know. Can you just tell me? How about you just, like, analyse me, and I'll just be like, yeah, that's me. Talk about me. Wait. We're not done. So I just googled Capricorn traits, <laughs> and they are update ambitious, persistent, realistic, sensitive, practical, disciplined, and then it has DIY and gardening as well, which I do identify. But I don't know if you can attribute DIY and gardening to to just Capricorns. It also seems wildly different from everything else on the list. But, um, I don't think I'm realistic. At all. I'm sensitive. I'm not disciplined. I'm ambitious. I am ambitious. I'm quite ambitious. But, like, not a... I'm not a... It says workaholic as well, and I'm not really a workaholic. I just am ambitious. But I want to be successful without ever doing any work, which is just unrealistic. (laughs) Which... Yeah. Wait, we have one more, 12 seconds. It also says responsible. Please never follow, never do anything that I do for obvious reasons. (laughs) I'm not a role model. Thank you and good night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Millie, I miss you so much. I loved hearing that. That That was was, so nice. That was brilliant. And that was funny because also that was the most like erratic. It really was. Okay, and so that's why that's why I was like, I think you're gonna speak too soon if you say Yeah, it's that so true. Can't... I literally spoke too soon. But it's it's true, like Millie 
it's funny that she really doesn't identify as a Capricorn mm. though because I do see the parts of her that are and Same. I find it funny because she is she is she does work hard oh yeah and she's incredibly good at her work oh as yeah well. and I also think it's funny that she was like um I want to do I what was it I want to do as little as possible and succeed <laughs> yeah. and I was like but so Millie's an actor uh-huh. and it's like that takes a huge amount of work all oh, the yeah. time oh yeah but it can often feel like it's not lots of work because it's emotional as well yeah definitely well I think I think there's a lot of things I think I see Capricorn in her in a few different ways one I see it in her acting I think she's fantastic at being mm. serious she's fantastic at keeping a straight face oh, God, she's hysterical yeah. and come up can come up with some hysterically sarcastic bits yeah her humor um, is very her humor Capricorn, is very Capricorn, Capricorn. yeah um, I, I agree. She's not the most organized person. <laughs> uh, and we can contest since we, we can, have lived yeah, with her. Yeah, we can her. contest. Millie is not very organized. <laughs> In a very endearing way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I totally think ambitious. Uh, I totally think inventive. Mm. Lots of ideas. Wanting to do a lot. I think there's a... Um, if we compare the two Capricorns we kind of like listen to, Sam and Millie, I think there's a... Um, there's a little bit more of a steadiness in Sam's approach. There's a little bit more of a, a hard work, chipping away, keep going. Mm. Whereas for Millie, it's a bit more like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do it all. And then there's a more scattered, I'm going to do it all, but it's going to be a little bit more chaotic. Yeah, you yeah, know? I agree. I agree. That's how I kind of see them. Yeah. Oh, there was something else I wanted to pick up on. I can't remember what it was. There was so much in there. There was so much. Millie, that was so beautiful and great. Both of you, Sam and Millie, you guys both uh, um, gave some brilliant voice notage. Yeah. I just think it's very interesting because I do think Capricorns are, are pinholed as... Pigeonholed? Pigeonholed, fuck me. Whatever it is. Pinholed? Is they- that like a <laughs> sexual... Uh, <laughs> you ass! Pinholed? What the fuck? I don't mean? know. It felt like it was an anal I joke. Know, it was not an anal joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, I do think they are pigeonholed as just serious constantly all the time. Mm-hmm. And it is not... That's not realistic. That's not true. No. It's the same as saying, like, an Aries is always angry. <laughs> okay, we're just kidding. Like uh, they're not. It's yeah, not. No. It's, you know. Also, like as we, as we say, you are made up of many bits of the chart, and I will definitely it's like say, saying cancers are always crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sam has also has more Capricorn in his chart. I know mm-hmm. we haven't got their charts, but True. I do remember that. True. Yeah. Yeah, because Millie definitely has some Sag in there. That's with those the philosophical conversations she mm. like. That was very interesting. That was very fun, very interesting. I love being able to hear from Caps. I think it's really, um, like, educational to be able to hear people with the signs that we're talking about. Yeah. Because it's, it's um, I don't know if you agree, but, like, when we do these episodes and you and I have certain aspects of them, it's easy, it's really nice to be able to question each other and be like, how do you feel about that? Because we experience that. Whereas, mm. like, I could talk about my Capricorn rising, you know, but nothing else. <laughs> And so it's really nice to be able to hear our friends talk about their Capricorn selves with whatever they know about it, because nobody has to be um, professionals. We're all amateurs here, um, or newbie boobies. We're all amateurs. Yeah. And so I, I find it very educational to be able to hear our friends hey, from speak the experience, about it. Yeah. yeah. So if you are a Capricorn, and we're not friends in the traditional sense, mm. i.e. we're friends because you listen to us talk, 
Mm. Let us know how you feel about being a Capricorn. Yeah, for sure. That's I think nice. there's an image that I always have of Sam, and I think it's it's a um, photo I took when we were doing a little mountain hiking, and because Sam likes to climb, and that is like the most fucking Capricorn image I can think of is climbing. Yeah, is climbing a mountain. Yeah, you know, and so I don't know. I think that that's like a beautiful image to think of Capricorn as. Um, they're always climbing that mountain. They're always climbing that mountaintop. And I think that we're wrapping this episode up, but I think that in a future episode, let's bring up the capitalist Capricorn shit. Yeah, definitely. And let's interrogate it on its own because it actually should have its own episode. And also to all the Capricorns climbing the mountain, mm-hmm. remember to get to a ledge and give yourself a break. And have a little water. Take a break. Hydrate yourselves. Run away with us for the summer. Hi- let's go upstairs. Hydrate yourselves. <laughs> always. <laughs> anyway um should we do where are you ass yeah i just i want to note something that's happening right now what? and rachel and i have both we started the episode sitting straight up in our <laughs> chairs and now we're both leaning the fuck back we're manspreading like shit over my desk both of our legs over. Are sh- i love the idea that <laughs> yeah. our legs go up and over <laughs> completely over we're manspreading our legs are stretched the fuck out we're yeah. both leaning back in our chairs i feel like i'm holding my beer belly yeah, we're just like, rubbing our tummies. Dan, bring me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the vibe. So, yes, where are you, ass? Oh, God, fuck it, hell. I'm going to hydrate while you say yeah, where Yeah, that's ass. fine. Um, everything is very stressful at the moment, and I'm feeling like I'm a bit over being grumpy about being stressed because a lot of what I'm stressed about I can't control mm-hmm. um a lot of my stress is related to work and coronavirus in the workplace mm-hmm. um not there's no one well oh. everyone's everyone's doing okay that's the most you important just thing the fuck out oh, of God, that. sorry <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> everyone's fine. okay but also I am we're in a national lockdown, but I'm still having to go to work, and so I'm still. That's She's that's wonderful. She's a key worker. Yeah, yeah. Feels weird to say that. You're a key worker. I know. I feel weird when I'm. You're I've... keeping the nation's children in school. <laughs> Hardly. Fucking <laughs> hell. But I think, um, yeah, it, it's a very stressful time, and I think just shout out to anybody who is a key worker at this time. Um, you're amazing and shout out to any fellow people who work in schools because it's a it's a very different kind of challenge um, to like what our healthcare key workers are facing and like sending so much love to them as well um, but yeah like it's hard at the moment it's mm-hmm. very hard at the moment um, but I'm feeling very grateful that Audrey has returned yeah I've returned from the Scandinavia yeah we are in the flesh yes just in isolation Isolation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually, it's been, it's, you know what, mate, it's made my week, haven't you, home? Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's been a very shit week, so yeah. it really has made it better. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. I'm so glad my presence has impacted you this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't get cocky. Where are you, ass? Um, I'm going to go by demand spreading now. <laughs> We're really leaning in our desks. Yes. <laughs> You're just like, can we just talk about Audrey's one long single line? And one <laughs> stick. She's not even like, I'm sitting back, but you're just like, I'm at a horizontal angle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make so, you sound like you're hovering. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, <clears throat> vertical? No, what am I? But what's the line that goes across? Horizontal. No, what's the line that goes across? Like <laughs> what a, are you saying? Like diagonal, diagonal. There we go. I'm like a diagonal line. Um, where are you, ass? Where am I, ass? I'm making a right angle with the floor. <laughs> No, it's not a right angle because you're at a diagonal. Yeah, I'm at a diagonal. I am Pythagoras' theorem. I am the fucking um, diagonal line. Why do you know I can't do maths? Rachel, what I'm trying to say is I am C and that's A and that's B. (laughs) Geometry. Okay, so geometry, Audrey. Geometry, Audrey. Audrey's new maths It's A2 plus B2 equals C2. That's Pythagoras' Uh, theorem. I, I almost yeah, said Pythagoras. I, I genuinely don't want to talk about maths for too long because it will make me angry. Okay, I'll start. Wow. I had to teach myself how to do probability yesterday because I couldn't show a child how oh, to do shit, it. Oh, shit, dude. Rough. Um, I got an A in maths, I promise. You don't have to prove yourself. No, I do. I really do. Anyways, where anyway. am I, ass? Um, I am back in London. Woo woo. I um I'm studying still. Woo woo. Woo woo. Um I don't know. I feel a little I feel like a lot I was processing a lot when I was back home. Processing a lot of existential angst. And that was rough. That and feels I feels like a Tumblr hashtag. Existential angst. Yeah. Totally. It's a aesthetic. It's full it's on true. aesthetic. It's true. Um, I've been wearing just sweats and a big fleece, but that's what's new. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what's new. <laughs> yeah, but, and you know what? Fuck it. I don't know. I'm kind of excited for summer. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the day Audrey came home, she was like, guys, I'm just so excited for summer. And I was like, you went from being existential to being like, let's skip like yeah. nine months of the year. <laughs> it's because I'm like, I think first lockdown i enjoyed thoroughly right second lockdown was only a month so it just kind of flew by very fast yeah and then i had to get back to work right yeah. and and i was already doing school and stuff but this lockdown it's cold it's dark nothing feels happy <laughs> I'm sorry i'm really bringing this down right now no i'm not i come home every day and i cry don't yeah I? so and so I'm I'm kind of and, and I'm not even experiencing the worst of it. And but I think it's just the collective vibes are yeah, so low. The collective vibes are low. And so that's why all I can think of is, oh, in summer, even if it's still like this, at least it's like light and warm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's kinda of fucked, but whatever. Um no, fair enough. That's where I am ass currently. Maybe I'll be ass somewhere else in a week, in a few months, whatever. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but also, it's okay if you're covet- covective. Okay. Are you okay? <laughs> no. no. It's okay that the collective vibe is low. Things are shit. Okay. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Listen to more episodes of our podcast. Yeah. They all often derail into this sort <laughs> of vibe. If you're newbie booby. Oh, yeah. Right. Fuck. But the good news of the week, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden... Inaugurations. ...were inaugurated yesterday. That was pretty sick. Yeah, that was pretty that was sick. Let's, let's um, be happy about the things we can be happy about. Yeah. 
And then be sad about the things we should be sad about. Yeah. Feel all the feelings. Love yourself. Live yourself. Live, laugh, love. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, It's been... A, a very not serious Capricorn episode. Once again, very sorry to our Capricorn friends. We got a bit serious in the end. That we were late. Yeah, yeah sorry I guess we got late. a bit serious. Um, you can find us on Instagram at astrologers. That's astrologers with two S's. Three S's. What? No. Yeah, because there's there's the A-S-S and then there's an S at the oh, yeah, end. Yeah, but S is two S and then yeah, but I'd be lying if I said there okay, are only two. Okay, okay, don't lie. That's true. It's Never ass with lie. two S's and then an S on the end of the jers. I feel like you're <laughs> screaming at them. <laughs> I really don't mean to be, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Rachel needs to lie down. <laughs> Take a lap. <laughs> Chillax a bit. Um, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> don't touch me. Rachel just touched my foot. You go. You can <laughs> find me on Instagram at Audrey Barvey, and you can find Rachel at, at Rachel Elizabeth Coleman. <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Or you might not um, find her. If you're a newbie booby, hi, welcome. This is astrology. Um, give us a subscribe. Subscribes, yeah. Give us and a rating if you're on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm, and share share with your friends and family. Share. And your share with your favorite Capricorn. Share with share. <laughs> Sure, bitch. <laughs> um, okay, this is it's time. We need to wrap this up. I'm done. Um, hi, I'm Audrey, and you're watching Disney Channel. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the future, but also, time is a construct. <laughs> so, my ass, bye. <laughs> bye.